Hello, this is Josh Buck with the Belk on Business Podcast. I wasn't uh, even considering doing this, but I've had a number of uh, emails, text messages, and quite a bit of communication, other communication come my way in regards to putting some information out there in regards to the, uh, to the proposed tax changes. Of course, uh, as I think everyone knows, we just had a, uh, an administration change in the White House. And uh, during the, the campaign cycle, and leading up to uh, to the election, uh, now President Biden had thrown quite a bit out there in regards to proposed tax changes. Uh, as a um, as a tax professional, own an accounting firm. Uh, of course, we kind of live in this space, especially since taxes uh, is the area that we we spend a great deal of our time uh, focusing on, especially working on tax strategy and planning with our clients. And so we really kind of try to stay on top of uh, these types of matters. And I, I generally don't like to spend a whole lot of time talking about speculation, uh, but really kind of uh, working through the, uh, the situation that we are uh, definitely facing. And, uh, uh, but I, I think that um, since I have received so much uh, in the way of request to kind of address this, I'm gonna quickly kind of blow through this. And, and of course we could uh, spend much time in uh, discussing this and, and hopefully you do have these conversations and uh, you have an accountant that's kind of staying on top of these matters uh, and uh, will work with you in regards to, uh, in regards to tax planning. Uh, especially as we see the environment change from one under President Trump, who uh, who really uh, believed that a uh, lower tax st- um, uh, strategy was was better overall for the country, and and, uh, and now we have a, a different paradigm. Uh, so we have a, have a president that, uh, in in some ways, uh, feels like he he wants to punish uh, those who have uh, have achieved some wealth. And, uh, and you have to realize that uh, our tax code is not something you should look at as being fair, but the tax code really is, uh, is, is there to, to do things. First of all, of course, is to, to raise money uh, for the Treasury, but secondly is to get uh, all of us as consumers, and especially uh, and, and also those of us who are business owners, to act in a certain way. So uh, tax is not good, is not bad by itself. It is something that is essentially, uh, it's morally neutral, okay? But, uh, but sometimes the onus behind or the emphasis behind the way that rules uh, get made, sometimes uh, uh, politicians will want to step in and, and almost make it a, a moral type of a situation, uh, a.k.a. punishing those uh, who may act contrary to uh, the way that they want you to act or those who happen to have achieved some, uh, some modicum of wealth. Now, for, for most, of the, <clears throat> most of the requests that I'm receiving, uh, most of the rules that are there are not going to apply to them. So President Biden has really made or tried to make it clear uh, during the uh, during the election cycle that everything that he is proposing and other Democrats are proposing are, are really meant for those who are making over four hundred thousand dollars a year. And uh, as we kind of go through and read some of these proposals, although there's a lot that's uh, that's unclear, and, and my guess is that most of this uh, will probably never see the light of day, or if it does, will be drastically changed by the time it's eventually passed into law. But I do want to kind of just run through a little bit of what has been proposed, kind of give you just a, a primer of some of it, uh, and then uh, and then uh, just to, kind of just to get your wheels turning a little bit mentally as far as on what what are some areas that may apply to me, and what are some conversations that I should be having uh, with my uh, with my tax professional as we uh, as we work our way through the year and and uh, and hopefully as they and, and maybe uh, you kind of keep an eye on uh, what is what ends up in finance committee or what ends up being uh, introduced into either the House or the Senate as it relates to uh, tax law changes. 
So first of all, let me get into the individual side, to some of these proposals on the individual side. First of all, with the individual tax rate, that top rate being increased. Uh, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, uh, which uh, uh, Congress passed at the end of uh, 2017, went into effect in uh, January 1st of 2018, uh, lowered all the tax rates. And it, it, it lowered that top uh, tax rate uh, down um, uh, uh, to uh, about 2.6%. And what's going to happen, uh, anybody over the 400000 threshold, they will uh, see that top rate increase. So uh, right there would be a, a 2.6% uh, tax increase on any individual making over $400,000 a year. And, uh, and so you add that in to, with the net investment tax, which is like the Medicare tax, uh, that 3.8% would uh, make overall that effective tax rate at 43.4%. Secondly, is the increased capital gains uh, tax rate, which is, I think, more than any other area, one that uh, is I've worked with many of our clients and with, uh, with other uh, tax professionals in my space, uh, it's been, I think has garnered the most conversation. And, uh, and so removing essentially the, the, the low capital gains rate, which is now at uh, 0, 15, or 20%, and for any individual that makes over a million dollars a year uh, to remove that 20% rate, and uh, it would uh, end up being taxed at ordinary income tax rates or essentially at a 39.6% uh, rate. And, uh, and also the question becomes as far as the net investment tax of the 3.8%, if that also would, uh, uh, would come into play. So if you're under that threshold, at least what's being proposed, if you're under that million dollars in income, uh, you're not going to be affected by this. Now, we don't know um, if uh, if he'll if he'll lower that, if he'll uh, go down to the four hundred thousand, or or if he may do something differently. But uh, but as of at least right now, what's being thrown out there, it is it is a million dollars in um, in income. Uh, next, uh, repeal the $10,000 cap on the state uh, and local uh, income tax deduction. This is something that was put into place by, by, uh, by President Trump and Congress, essentially to punish those uh, states that are those who lived in states with high income tax rates. And uh, so uh, this is probably something good that, uh, that is being considered, and that's removing that SALT deduction, that state and local income tax deduction, uh, which is capped at $10,000, removing that and allowing for, uh, for individuals to be able to deduct more than $10,000. Next uh, would be a de uh, when somebody passes away, that that becomes the taxable event. So death is a as a uh, as a realization or tax a taxable event. Uh, so normally uh, when uh, when someone passes away, the property that gets passed down uh, uh, receives a stepped up basis, either at the time of death or a six month uh, uh, um, evaluation date. So six months after day, uh, death, uh, whatever the value is, fair market value as of that point. So you can choose one date or the other and you would get a stepped up basis. And so uh, what, uh, what the proposal, uh, what would happen here is, is that when someone passes away, there would not be that stepped up basis. And even worse than that is that at death, uh, essentially whatever the uh, unrealized um, uh, uh, change is. So I'll give you an example. So uh, um, mom and dad go and they, they, they had bought a house for $20,000 many, many years ago. Uh, the, uh, um, the last of surviving spouse passes away and you as a child end up inheriting a property that they bought for $20,000 and now it's worth $100,000. Okay, that $80,000, you would have to pay, essentially pay tax uh, on the appreciation in that, of that asset, whether or not you sold it. Okay, and so uh, that, that would end up being, I, I think, something that um, would be extremely uh, difficult for people to digest. Uh, so they're dealing with the death of a loved one. Now, all of a sudden, uh, they, uh, they have a, uh, a, a taxable event that they have to worry about and they have to deal with. 
So, uh, so that's something that really uh, you'll want that can affect or could affect uh, anyone regardless of their, of their income level. Uh, next would be a uh, limitation on itemized deductions. So, uh, so on, on one hand, removing the SALT deduction, but uh, for anyone who makes over $400,000 a year, that uh, they would um, essentially be, be, be able to only uh, uh, deduct uh, the, um, the itemized deduction at a 28% rate and not at the 39.6% rate. And so uh, the effectiveness of itemized deductions wouldn't be as great. And also a, a reinstitution of the, uh, of the PEAS amendment, or the PEAS limitation, I'm sorry, which I'm not going to get into uh, it's way outside the scope of this podcast, but it is kind of a, a phase out as well. Uh, next will be a phase out of the, uh, the pass-through deduction or the QPI, QBI deduction. So as part of the Tax Cut and Jobs Act was a, uh, was a QBI deduction, which essentially for pass-through entities, for, for, uh, for basically non-professional services companies out there, uh, they would be able to um, deduct 20% of the, uh, essentially of the net income or the taxable income that their, uh, that their entities ended up uh, making. So a company, for example, that uh, if you have a pass-through entity, it made $500,000 uh, that you would be able to uh, only pay tax essentially on 80% of that. Okay, I'm oversimplifying it. Uh, there are a couple other factors that go into play there. But, uh, but what would happen here would be a phase-out. So once somebody uh, makes $400,000 a year, there would, be, uh, there would be a phase-out across all income categories as it relates to the QBI deduction. So this is, uh, and then the payroll tax. So the, uh, so the payroll tax right now in 2021, uh, you pay the full uh, payroll tax. And for those of you who may not understand what that is, the payroll tax, and if you kind of were to look at your pay stub, uh, you, um, uh, the, essentially your employer uh, withholds 7.65% uh, out of your check, part of it's Social Security, part of it's Medicare, and then the company matches it. And that ends in 2021 uh, at $142,800. So if you make more than that, the Social Security portion drops off and you only pay the Medicare portion. And the same thing with the employer matching. And so uh, what this proposal would do is that uh, it would stop at the 142.8. However, it would pick back up again at the, uh, the $400,000 threshold. And so you kind of end up what they're calling a donut hole. So the difference between the 142.8 and the 400000 you would not pay the additional Social Security tax. Uh, but once uh, you hit the $400,000 threshold, it would kick back in. And, uh, and so that, that's what's being proposed. And for somebody out there who has a, uh, uh, who's a sole proprietor or a single member LLC, a tax is a disregarded entity, uh, for them, uh, they essentially would feel the full impact. Uh, regard, they would not be kind of that donor hole. They would feel the, the full impact uh, if they were over the $400,000 level. So definitely some tax planning that will need to come into uh, place with, with all of this. But, when it uh, but as it relates to how you're getting paid uh, from your company, how your companies are structured, uh, these are things you're going to want to consider. Uh, move, I'm going to just really briefly talk about the, the corporate side. Because uh, not a whole lot of small businesses are C corporations, uh, but you uh, maybe kind of need to, to be aware that there are some changes. So if you're if it's a higher income uh, company, uh, and uh, there there are going to be some taxes, additional taxes that are going to be implemented at a basic level. Uh, the proposal is to uh, to to increase uh, the limit that uh, for C corporations that had dropped down to 21 percent uh, to for that to go up to 28 percent. Now it's not as high as it was before uh, prior to uh, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, uh, but there would be an increase. And, uh, and beyond that, there would be other, uh, other uh, uh, taxes based on how much gross revenue you have, uh, w whether or not you offshored um, 
some of your production and then uh, then brought it back uh, uh, from uh, from overseas back here. There'd be kind of a penalization there. There are some credits being proposed as it relates to uh, kind of a made in America type of a credit. And so, um, uh, there, so if you uh, do operate a C corporation, especially one that generates a lot of revenue, uh, you're really going to want to get to work, especially if uh, these proposals begin to see some traction. Uh, there would be a, uh, he has proposed a repeal of like-kind exchanges or 1031 exchanges, okay, which essentially would allow for you to, if you have a long-term, uh, uh, lo- long-term held asset, uh, so say, for example, you had a, a multifamily property, uh, you've held it for a number of years, you can go ahead and, and do a like-kind exchange and, and purchase another multifamily property, for example, and uh, essentially the capital gains would roll into that next property, so you would not have to pay taxes. Uh, so that would eliminate it. So if you were to go into a, uh, to sell a, a piece of, uh, of real property that you've held for a long uh, period of time, uh, at that point you would not be able to, uh, to do a like-kind, like-kind exchange. The, uh, the other one that uh, I've received uh, quite a few questions on is uh, essentially is a taxation of, of unrealized uh, capital gains um, or unrealized gains. And uh, this uh, is not something directly by, uh, by uh, President Biden, but by a couple others. And just to kind of be aware of this. And uh, once again, this is, it would only affect somebody over the million dollar mark, million dollars in income, or $10 million in essentially net worth. And there's some exclusions in regards to primary and secondary residences and retirement accounts and can get really get, uh, uh, can be confusing. But if you're uh, an individual with over a million dollars in income, it's something you're going to be, want to be aware of. Now, I can't imagine that uh, this one will see the light of day. And I have a feeling it would also face quite a bit in, in the way of legal challenges. Uh, but essentially what this says is it's a mark-to-market uh, approach to taxation. So every year, if, you're over, if you make over a million dollars, uh, every year they're going to take a look at uh, assets that you had not sold. So maybe uh, appreciation in your stock portfolio, for example, over the course of that year that you would have to pay income tax on that appreciation, whether or not uh, you had actually sold any of that stock. And so uh, just quite a bit here in regards to what has been proposed. Uh, once again, if you're not at the $400,000 level, uh, there's not a whole lot here that you need to, to worry about unless uh, you are affected in some of these other areas. For example, if you do hold real property and you're, uh, you're considering doing a like-kind exchange, uh, or if you have a business uh, that you're looking to sell and it would put you over the, the million dollars in income. Okay, so these are things that you'll definitely want to be aware of and really begin to uh, uh, have that conversation with your accountant in regards to tax planning uh, as we move throughout this year. If, uh, if you think that you're going to end up uh, falling under uh, some of these proposed uh, tax changes that are out there. Hopefully this brought you some value and uh, would encourage you to, to subscribe to the Belk on Business podcast if you haven't already. Have a wonderful day.